Hello there. Welcome to CCF Cutoff, and I'm Johnville. And I'm Trent. And yeah, we are both interns with Campus Christian Fellowship um, right now. And um, and so, if this is your first time here, welcome. And if you've been following us since the beginning, we are going through... We just finished our first Peter series, so now we are going to jump into Second Peter. Yeah, there we go, the sequel. Yeah, the sequel. And I guess you can call this a season two, and... So if you wanna if you wanna get if you wanna get caught up with the things that we've been talking about previously with First Peter, I would invite you to yeah. check out the um, the older episodes. And if this is your first time again, welcome. <laughs> so um, I guess real quick before we jump into Second Peter, how what the, what's the difference between Second like First Peter and with Second mm-hmm. Peter now? Yeah, well, there's some similarities. There's uh, the same author, mm-hmm. um, arguably scholars debate. What are people smarter than me? Whatever. But the idea is Peter is writing to the same people in Asia Minor. This uh, These church communities are under Roman occupation. Uh, just encouraging them in their faith as new Christians and believers. Um, and he's reflecting a lot on himself um, and, and his strugglings and sufferings in this season and how to kind of pastor and give encouragement to these Christians who are also struggling. Mm, nice. So it's more of like a con- a continuation of what yeah, has been yeah. already happening. Mm. I would say continuation. I would also say capstone. Uh, mm. First Peter is like some good overarching thoughts and just continuation of, hey, we're just going to live this season out. Um, and Second Peter gives a lot of like definitive, like here's and now what's going to happen. Mm. Um, like here are the things God's going to do. Here's how things are going to really end. Here's like the definitive end hope that we have first peter really starts this like yeah this storyline that second peter closes mm, so it's one yeah. like capsule unit mm. mm-hmm. would you say it's like something where the when the rubber hits the road is what second peter um, sounds like or i mean yeah, the yeah. Ru- I, I would say rubber's been hitting the road but now we're in the next gear gotcha <laughs> that's a that's a very good analogy there mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so sweet what um where in second peter are we looking at for um I guess yeah. we also we always go chapter by chapter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what um what verses in chapter one are we gonna be looking at yeah. this episode? I found it'd be helpful to just do uh first Peter or first Peter, second Peter. We're gonna do that a lot this mm-hmm. this series. Yeah. Second Peter one, one through four. Mm. So kind of this first section that I think really gets at the core theme of Second Peter and it'll shape really just our conversation today. Mm. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. If you have your Bibles or if your your phones or we also we're also gonna be reading through this passage yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, feel free to just follow along as we are we walk through. Yeah. yeah. So Second Peter one, uh one through four. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Mm, That's a good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, again, first, I, the way, and, and when we're studying the series, what is the um, main single overarching point that Peter is making here? Yeah. From these verses. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would say the overarching point of this section is, I think, again, the overarching point of the whole letter, which makes sense because, you know, it's an introduction. Mm -hmm. So that's how they kind of work. Um, I would say, how would I, how would I say? Um, the, I, I'm like, it's a tongue twister. I'm trying to, like, frame it out. But I would say, in suffering, God saves. Mm -hmm. I would say that's a key overarching point. I think that's what we saw developing in First Peter. But again, Second Peter yeah. really capstones, like, boom, like, okay, here's how we live out suffering. But guess what? In our suffering, God's going to save us. And here's what it's going to look like. And so I would say that's the overarching point of specifically this section, but definitely the whole letter as we unpack it further and further. Yeah. So... So, in suffering, in suffering, God, God saves. saves. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is that's that's definitely a tongue twister there. <laughs> yeah, and again, what is the context of like this passage historically, and what and how do you see this yeah. as like a part of the? How do you see this as a part of a passage that Peter is writing to the initial mm -hmm. readers? Yeah, so the, I like how this letter, same audience and writer as last letter, arguably. Um, Peter is writing to a bunch of Christians, um, Greek Christians, so they didn't grow up really in the faith through this whole like storyline of Israelites mm -hmm. and Jewish culture, but yeah. they're just recent Christians uh, living in Asia Minor, so different provinces in the um, old world <laughs> going mm -hmm. back in time un under occupation of Rome. Mm -hmm. And so Peter's writing to these people that, like we said in the last few episodes, um, where, oh, we just got a notification on the phone. Oh, it's chill. <laughs> but where they didn't have phones back then, um, and Peter's writing this letter to them, um, really helping them see their suffering through a more optimistic lens <laughs> mm -hmm. of, oh, wow, we're like in the season of suffering, we're being persecuted, but... God is good and faithful, and here's how we can live this out. And now in this letter, we're seeing, oh, here's what God's going to do. Like, here's how he's going to protect us and act um, to help us in this season. Peter himself is seeing persecution from Rome, specifically Nero, um, emperor at the time. And so what we're seeing here is Peter's drawing on the fact that, you know, skipping down to verse uh, 14 in the first chapter of Second mm -hmm. Peter, he says, how, you know, I think it's right to refresh your memory um, that, you know, I have this body I live in, but it's soon going to be put aside. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, well, I'm going to be dead soon um, from the suffering, but here's how God's going to provide for me. And here's how God's going to be providing for y'all in this season as well. Yeah. So that's what the initial hearers in this passage would be hearing. You know, they see that God's given them faith in that in that first verse right there. Um, like Jesus loves us so much and wants us to be rightly related to God that boom, he's given us faith. Uh, we have grace and peace and abundance through knowing about Jesus. Um, we can look to in the midst of this governmental power forced against us, we can look towards this divine power that we can live this godly life, this life that represents who Jesus is um, and experience goodness now, and also can see that his power is going to save us and deliver us. Mm. Um, we have, you know, his great and precious promise of, again, that um, eternal life that the open, opening of First Peter mm -hmm. talked about, like, oh, we have this eternal hope that yeah. lasts. Um, and then, you know, in the midst of that, we see... Uh, at the end of the this fourth verse, he mentions the world, the, the evil desires that we've mm. we've actually escaped 
those in the now but not yet of Jesus is here with us, but he's going to be fully coming to bring judgment and yeah. justice. And yeah, in this suffering they're having of living as Christians in a secular world that's persecuting them and against them, mm-hmm. they see, oh, but God's going to save us. You know, there's so much yeah. good stuff that he's going to bring for us in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Um, if we endure, if we live in the season of suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I think it also picks up with the um with the idea that Peter is still writing to the exiles scattered yeah, yeah. around the churches in mm-hmm. Asia Minor and also in Rome. Yeah. So I think that also kind of plays into what is happening in the big picture. It's like, oh yep, this is mm-hmm. this is happening mm-hmm. and this yeah. is the reality that we're living in. Yeah. And here is how we see God just like be moving now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very encouraging and I guess where do you, where can you see this uh, passage or attitude be played in the Gospels? Yeah, I think I mean really clearly, Simon Peter opens this letter with you know a servant and apostle of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So oh, he represents how Jesus lived out his life or the good news of how Jesus said, "Hey, every human should live this way." And so we can actually look, I think, to the cross as a penultimate example of Jesus living under, ironically, again, Roman occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sees, okay, I'm going to go through the season of suffering because God's going to save me. You know, I can even be swallowed up by death itself, um, be persecuted to the point of death, which Peter actually acknowledges in this letter. He's going to be sentenced to death and brought to death Mm -hmm. through Roman occupation. Um, But Jesus then sees God save him through new life that he promises Mm -hmm. and then is brought um, to heaven a paradise with his father. Yeah. And so Peter's really meditating himself and fixating his audience, um, the those who were living in Rome again at the time. Hey, just like Jesus, he went through suffering and that brought new life because God almost always promises not almost always always promises saving Mm -hmm. um in the midst of suffering so through the suffering that jesus peter and now that these christians are experiencing they see oh like god's gonna save us Mm -hmm. like the same god who's gonna do the same thing which is bring us a new life and resurrect us when time comes yeah that's good Mm -hmm. i think like Peter was also one of the, like was the disciple who rejected who yeah rejected Jesus three times before the crucifixion mm-hmm. and now him talking about this and talking about like after seeing Jesus resurrected yeah. and after Jesus asked him kind of like the questions um by the shore mm-hmm. has now just been like the forefather of like hey we're going to do this how Jesus has been like how we've just like how I've looked at the cross after, like since like following Jesus and it is actually something that we can overcome and it's not something that we need to be fearful of yeah in this mm-hmm. time and that is very encouraging so yeah, yeah. so um, looking at our current situation today yeah. as modern day Christians how should we reflect on Jesus this week in light of this passage? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I hope I'm not a broken record on this podcast, but I think taking what Peter's talking about and applying it to our lives, like especially in this season of COVID-19, coronavirus, in a way we're kind of like under occupation by COVID. Like 
COVID really dictates like, oh, we can't meet for celebrations or for church or for spiritual practices or any friendship or anything like that. We're forced to stay inside. It controls how we interact with people. It controls a lot of elements of our lives. So really, Mm -hmm. we're in a way like occupied in our own sense by this foreign ruler, um, this like corruption of the world, this brokenness in a sense. And so I think that's a real like hinge point for us, a touch point. Um, I think it'd really be, you know, what we're, these people are supposed to get out of Peter's words of living in suffering and seeing God save them. And then for us, oh, well, then how also for us do we see God's promise for saving us? Mm. And, you know, I think, I think, what do I think? I, I used to have yeah. a lot. I think, I think. But I, I know that Jesus' promise in these scriptures still stands for us today. That in suffering, we still he's, see his divine power. Uh, giving us everything we need for in this season Mm -hmm. living a godly life just like those who are under occupation in rome oh like in verse three um, everything that the christians needed there to receive just what they needed to live as christians we receive that as well we we receive the gift of the spirit Uh, we receive um to see God's knowledge, his glory and goodness, um, to help us live good godly lives, to turn away from um, corruption of this world, like worries and fears being driven by COVID-19, um, to flee evil desires like laziness in this season of living at home or mm. or fleeing just anxiousness or worry or tension that comes with living in a household for a long time and stay at home things like that you know i think there's a lot that translates over here of seeing god saving us Mm -hmm. through very practically his power um and him giving everything we need giving us everything we need to live Mm -hmm. um as christians in this season yeah again though the these he has given us his very great and precious promises Mm -hmm. so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires Mm -hmm. so the idea of like you know we're still surrounded by fear but then we are still able to like have god look up to Mm -hmm. god have this experience that god is is closer to us than we've had Mm -hmm. before yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so what do you think maybe like some practical steps that we can take towards um Mm. towards this passage yeah i think for me everything hinges on um because we get like okay the divine power um there's a godly life like glory goodness um we have the promises that it really hinges on this idea of you know having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires i think i would really encourage you know, us and our audience, I've been doing this a lot, reflecting through how this season of being occupied by COVID-19, stay-at-home order, what evil, quote-unquote, desires has this brought out of me? You know, like, how do I spend my free time? What tensions do I find with my housemates or family in this mm-hmm. season? Um, where do I find my mind going towards anger or certain frustrations in this season? Really allowing Jesus to take um, hold of those, um, just like journaling those out and giving them over to God. And I think really asking Jesus, you know, how can I instead respond in this season? Um, You know, if you have given everything I need for a godly life in this season of suffering, you know, he wants to save me from my old way of living in this season and then really bring me saving into a new way of living. Hmm. Uh, What are those old ways, old habits, maybe after a month, over 40 days in quarantine that maybe old bad habits, you know, for me, it's been uh, video games or just like 
naturally just giving myself tension or resentment um, mm. and frustrations and instead saying, okay, what are the new ways? What's the promise of new life? How does that seep into my way of living out now? You know, the patience I need, um, practically what routines do I need to put in place so that I'm spending my time well and cultivating kindness towards people in the season, you know? So yeah, I would say one, the evil desires, just list those out, think those through, meditate those, pray on those. And then because of the promise that Jesus is going to save us, that God saves us in this season through his power, through new life that is hoped for, um, what new ways can we live that out, you know, instead of mm. seeing the corruption of this world and things like that in this season? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. How do you think our CCF community would change if we all embrace this Mm -hmm. i think especially as young people um you know as college students we definitely set the tone and temperature um as this generation who's tackling on this issue i think if we tackle this huge issue you know covid19 is gonna really impact future years of what it looks like to be human of college life (laughs) of uh, modern healthcare and modern life of what we know it and so if we now instill just good routine and rhythm of handling ourselves and handling our character in seasons of suffering um, I think we can really see a generation that rises up to really take the reins of living as Christians and reviving and redeeming this season as one that doesn't become overwhelmed with evil desires and corruption and brokenness of the world but we can be the people who escape it and see God's divine power move um, again like Jesus gifted us and we've received this faith and so if we live that out with grace and peace flowing from that I think we'll be a generation that really points people's eyes towards Jesus, not only in this season, but we set the tone for how we as Christians in this post-COVID-19 era deal with suffering and deal with um, these persecutions or deal with these conflicts um, in a global scale. I think like Second Peter rubber meets the road that we see this shift into another gear that we'll see enter into every season is oh actually we we already know how this is going to end god's mm-hmm. going to be good he's going to be faithful and we can be faithful to him through it you yeah. know so this is like the big boy big girl time yeah like hey we're setting the tone here like we can step up you know no matter what the struggle is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that's uh that's definitely our hope yeah as all for all of us in a in the community is that mm-hmm. we would all be again in uh, in in leadership or in wherever position you are, like yeah. in our community, um, we would want you to be like a thermostat, yeah. to be mm-hmm. the atmos- mm-hmm. atmosphere maker yeah. in our community. Mm-hmm. Set the tone. You need to set. Uh, everybody needs to set the tone, and mm-hmm. I think, and that's a very encouraging thing to like, you know, th- hey, we have this hope, we have this confidence in Jesus. Yeah. And now we are we are to set the temperature. Mm-hmm. And now we had to set the atmosphere for the community around us, yeah. not just in our not just in our CCF community, but even around Bellingham and mm-hmm. the world at large. Yeah, mm-hmm. the world at yeah. large. So yeah, well, thank you so much for listening to our um, season two of CCF Cutoff mm-hmm. with Second Peter, and we hope that we will um, we will be. I mean, and we hope to see you next time. Yeah, blessings, blessings. Peace.